What up, folks? Iron Brigade here. Uh, John Toll, head on over to uh, WeaponsGreatFaith.com if you want to get the latest in Pitboss 2000 PC Death Squad. We had this forward vision in 98 that if political correctness continued to double down and double down, it would ultimately flip until the folks who were, you know, the peaceniks, the one who were so open to ideas and are now so pro-war, and so pro taking your speech away because they've created a religion based on this progressive project. And because that religion does not have a forgiveness outlet, it can only consume itself and it does so. And it continues to prop itself up in the, in the AB tests that, uh, that we're going to be given here. So, uh, here's the thing. If, uh, if, if Miss Paul and look, as I, I have not had my head in Twitter, in four hours or or so. And so the question is, you know, what did I miss? Nothing. You could be away for four hours, four months, four years. When you come back, it will be people yelling at each other about nonsensical things, demanding people accept things as true that are not. And uh, so if Pelosi is still holding these articles of impeachment, here is the issue. Sure, they've been voted on, but guess what? You wrote a letter. It didn't get sent. Is it still a letter? Yeah, it is. Okay. For where it is right there. But if you want someone to read it, then go ahead and send it. That's a, now a sent letter that can be received. But you're not sending it because you want to guess how people are going to receive it so you can change the letter. And that's the absurdity that we find ourselves in right now where instead of talking about the omnibus bill, where uh, we're sending how much money to other countries to protect their foreign interests? Why? Why are our tax money going to ensure that there's an easier process for Boko Haram to come here and live in the United States? Why are we doing this? So that what they've done is they, they to a, uh, how many pages is it? According to a, uh, Oh, by the way, if you watch Ted Cruz's video last night where uh, I think he, he went for the lit cigar so he could get the, that very dramatic take, you know, Glenn Beck's got the white, he, Glenn Beck's got the whiteboard. All right. And then here is Ted Cruz. And look at that. bill. I mean, look, that the pile of papers on that desk, 1300 pages, 1200. How many was it? He, uh, for him to, uh, first of all, he lights the cigar, very dramatic. He starts going point for point. But then I think uh, sometime one of the points goes too long and his cigar goes out. And then so he ends up looking like uh, dice during the period when he was uh, pretending to smoke on stage. And uh, that's what I got out of that. Aside from the fact of why are we sending our tax money to other countries security when we have security issues on our own? Is that not something that is obvious? So what you set up here is you hold these articles of impeachment, right? You're demanding this fair process. All of a sudden, where's our fair process? This is how absurd this is, okay? So if she does not send these articles, if they do not make their way in the cherry box down the hallway to be delivered to the Senate, they have not completed the process. Therefore, they are not. It is not complete. You know, like when you make a circle, a circle's a circle, and a circle's not a circle until you make a circle because it has to complete. That's what happened here. They started this process, and now they're just holding on it 
because they want everyone to believe that they've created this thing at its entirety when in fact they have not yet created the process. So the AB that is going to come out of this situation will be uh, he didn't sign the omnibus bill because he was terrified of the articles of impeachment and he wanted to shut down the government, uh, some version of that argument. Versus uh, we're not going to answer why we uh, uploaded and added all of this unnecessary spending because this may be the last time we're able to fleece the American public before they unveil or they unveil. And we're going to unveil what Miss Pelosi said in her presser today. Um, if you, I'm not sure if you watched it, I would say go watch that. Go watch Mr. Clyburn saying that we should have a trial and hang him. Oh boy, there you go, Mr. Clyburn, uh, and there you go. So you know, in in a in a world where you have uh, Kamala Harris's anti-lynching bill at the same time, uh, Juicy Smollett is going through his uh, fake lynching fiasco. You now have Mr. Clyburn calling for the hanging of uh, Mr. Trump for uh, abuse of power for uh, whatever the other one is that uh, they can't prove. So they're in this process and they're going to either, you know, at some point, if they went knowingly into this process to break the process, folks, what, what people are doing knowingly to actively work against the country is what is going to be brought back against them. So Ms. Pelosi laid it out. She told us exactly today what is happening in the current democratic situation. And the only way to describe that is we're going to start at the top. Okay. And the, and the top is that there is a scapegoat process in the, in the sense right now that Donald Trump is the scapegoat of society where his toppling will uh, satisfy the sins and the ills of those that sought to topple him. And there they build up the scapegoat to take him down. And it all works. And it only works if the crime happens in secret. Look at our past historical processes. Uh, the scapegoat, Adam and Eve, they get banished. We get the story. We're not witness to what actually happened. Cain and Abel, there's the adjudication your gift sucks. He kills the other one. Now you got to wander the earth. Again, we're not there. We're not there to witnesses. We're only there to be able to absorb the truth of the story as we find it. Okay. How, where's another Sodom and Gomorrah? Nobody was there either. And then here comes the giant flood. Beyond that, once you have this, this, the scapegoat is basically set up to control society. Okay. Right now we have a rise of, uh, internet pornography. We have a rise of, you know, anything goes on the internet and we have a rise of, uh, you know, just allow people to whatever so much so that, you know, they're, they're trying to go after JK Rowling today for wrong think. And, uh, go look at that. She, uh, she agreed with somebody else who said that sex is a real thing. And all of a sudden, she is now an enemy to whoever decided that she's an enemy. And there's nothing more absurd that I guess what the future book burnings that involved Harry Potter. Well, what kind of fucking magical demon spells are going to be added than that? That's right. No, I'm just kidding. Um, in the way the scapegoat is being set up now, okay, is that you have uh, the building of the uh, you have the building of the scapegoat of uh, Donald Trump. 
and you have the building of, of the of the scapegoat setting him setting him up to be this demonic figure all right again he's just the totem he's the he's the he's the voodoo doll he's the uh he, he's the person that represents all of the ills of society and as you build him up and celebrate him and then as you take him down the world is healed in the taking down everyone feels better there's a time of peace there's a time of forgiveness and then we got to find a new scapegoat because that was fun so you've got donald trump being built on one side you have the partisan left being built up on the other and they're either knowingly defending the constitution our rule of law the first and second amendment rights that are afforded to us because we are from god or they're knowingly working with foreign powers to subvert this country and bring us to an end that they've been working on for a long time. And it's something that Pelosi talks about in her press conference today. Right now, we have this progressive project, this progressive religion, brought to you by Coors Edge, 45 calories. That's not bad, to be honest. Um, in this progressive religion, they have commandments. The, the rules of intersectionality, the, the rules of uh, the, the current, the latest, most woke talking points. Whoever is the deepest victim holds the most power. And inside of that religion, this new progressive religion, which is really working against religion, which is why you can see... You know, it's funny, it's funny to, uh, it's kind of bigoted to use Christmas and then have the word impeachments. And then to say that you're a neutral journalist while at the same time photographing yourselves celebrating impeachments, something that they worked for for two and a half years, though they only found the crime when? Uh, is that August? Was it May? Was it March? Was it 2016? Which crime are they covering up? Again, Donald Trump's sins are all in public view. And the sins of the left, this partisan group that has worked together to overthrow a sitting president, have worked in secret. Again, things that are unseen. It sets up the reality that the scapegoat here is this partisan this, uh, you know, these people that will do anything to gain what they feel is their power back. And that's why they can lie. That's why they can tell you to prove your innocence. That's why once they say you're guilty, they are. Once they have a headline, it doesn't matter what the story is. All of this is mathematically and algorithmically proven because it's profitable, because they know what words in what order will impact someone who reacts to life in a disordered way of emotion and then they click and then they get their money and it doesn't matter that there's not any truth in there or that the truth is being ignored knowingly unknowingly in the end if it comes down to profits what do they care if it gets us to this point of division that we are in the country then are we no different are we no different than the uh than the other mobs and the other crowds that we've seen in our history. So as the progressive religion has, uh, they have commandments, 
They have excommunication for wrong think. They, uh, they do not believe in forgiveness. As J.K. Rowling will probably be a test to, there will be a, you know, once you, once you run afoul of the, of the perfect people, then guess what? Then they, they can do nothing with you because you are then not an ally. And so again, it's a snake eating tail and just losing members and closing down upon itself. And in the same way that you're this, this, the, the, the Catholic religion exists in the same thing, except they do have forgiveness. They do have commandments. But in their issue is that their issue of the scapegoat is all of their sin happens within the organization by either people who knowingly enter the organization or the hierarchy of the Catholic Church to actively work against the very status of it in order to undermine, to infiltrate the very tenets of faith because they need to do that. They need to eradicate the religions in order to have one final religion. Know that it works back from one currency. Know that it works back from one religion. And we're in this choppy point right now where these people who have been in systematic control based on the lies and the narratives that they've put out that have been fostered through the history books they got to write and the mainstream media that's been in the tank for them since the beginning. And in the scapegoat here for the Catholic religion, they have all of these ne'er-do-wells doing gnarly shit and then they all get caught. Some bishop fucking takes the ride or they don't. And it just resets. And so what we have here, folks, is if you look at the process of the scapegoat and how it does control, because it is a mechanism, it works in order. There is a procession of actions in the same way impeachment has to go through its procession of actions. Indeed, not just an idea, not just an in word, but indeed in action must complete its entirety or it does not exist. If you have an impeachment as an idea, it is not real until you make it so. So the simple fact that they are choosing to not make it so at the same time, demanding a fair process where they offered none. That's really what this comes down to is they want to muddy the waters of who broke this first. All right. And I'll tell you the person who broke the, the, the person who broke the, the, the scapegoat was Jesus himself. That's right. He did it. And uh, the ultimate, the ultimate rebel. The ultimate rebel against the current scapegoat theory that was working at that time were based on credible and sworn and written evidence by the leaders who snatched his ass up and sent him before Pontius Pilate to be judged. And Pontius Pilate said, uh, I don't know if I'm going to handle this right now. Pontius Pilate is Nancy Pelosi's presser. Where he goes, I, you know, I don't know if I'm going to if I'm going to send this decision to the will of the people and see what they choose. I don't know yet. I have not yet decided. But he knows that he st it stinks from the beginning because he's there to adjudicate justice. And he knows that all he has is hearsay and all he has is a crowd that is going to demand blood. And he knows it. And he doesn't want the blood on his hands. He does not at all. So. In this, in this process, when Christ uh, is the innocent victim, the person who is uh, creating healings and miracles is then snatched up, is then crucified and flogged and marched through the, marched through the city and things were thrown at him and rocks and spit and insults and 
We're all of us, no matter who you are in that crowd as a historical observer, or if you were really there still deserves the infinite mercy that is possible through a life of faith. And that is something that we need to remember in a country with a rule of law that is founded upon the fact that we are all equal under God. And then now we know why the people who are anti-God, the people who are working knowingly to overthrow the, our founding documents, our institution, and the very rule of law here in the United States are doing so by using basically a religion without forgiveness and demanding that people accept it as real. And they know that the what happened with Christ's, um, with Christ's perfect murder is because the scapegoat process was not fulfilled. Nothing changed in society. It was done in public. They all could see it. It wasn't done in secret. They were all aware of and part of. And that's why it did not have the healing nature. They had broke, they had broke the mechanism. They had broke the mechanism of the scapegoat control. And it's the perfect thing that they did. And now what you have, Donald Trump performing economic miracles, all right, who in, who in 2011, when he gets a cyber team together and he goes, I'm going to run for president. And they go, do you, do you realize that you can't go up against the establishment? Do you know what they're going to bring for you? I know people who work in other campaigns. I've done opposition research myself. They're going to investigate every single deal you've ever made. They're going to find every single document illegally or legally that they can find. They're going to go in and they're going to go through every level of your past to ruin your character and make sure you do not win. At the same time, if you stay so entertaining in the process, they have to keep you on air. But know that they're going to be sending people into your campaign to work as moles, to work as spies, to work as people who can create an illegal act and then attach themselves to a foreign power. And guess what? You're now complicit in it because that was the gimmick in mind. You don't think the people that Donald Trump sat down with had this conversation with him? Because if you, if you really think that people are dumb and have bad hair and they're orange and then you just tune out to the fact that they're working with the top military minds and that they're surrounded with geniuses themselves, and the geniuses are giving them advice that is, if the whole world was going to put a fucking microscope up your ass, you wouldn't want to live a life of crime. Okay? And so here he is. And then the other side's going to say, well, he's only president, so we won't get fucking. Are you serious? They are serious. And they want you to believe that that's a reality. But know from the beginning that they were on watch. They knew who was approaching the campaign, and they knew why they were approaching the campaign. You don't think that people are like, hey, man, there's some guy asking me about this. Really? And they watched it all happen. And when he said Obama tapped my wires, because he knew it. It wasn't physical wiring in Trump Tower, although it may have been. But the fact that there was illegal unmasking being done and that he was one of those people that had been unmasked which is now we're going to go through the process of the FISA. We're going to go through the process of unmasking. There's a way that this is done correctly, and there's a way this is not done correctly. The same with the rules of impeachment. The same with impeachment itself has to go through the steps of impeachment, or it is not an impeachment. So we're in the part of the scapegoat right now where they have lodged, uh, they've, they've lodged the, uh, the accusation 
And the question is, are they going to continue with the accusation in order to make it complete, in order to go to the next step? And again, why are we not talking about the omnibus bill where we're sending forward money? Why? Why are we not looking at the illegal foreign money coming in that are already affecting the elections? Why are we not looking at that? Because they want you looking at the circus that they've created. The circus where Schiff runs a three-ring circus. He writes a report. When it's time to answer the report, he doesn't show up. And then Nadler runs the next, the next circus. And when it's time for him to show up, he doesn't show up. And when it's Nancy Pelosi's turn, she only runs the gavel. When it's convenient and they get a nice TV look at it. She wasn't there gaveling behind a clerk of the court reading every single ill that they, that they provably did. Provably did. So now we've seen the Democrats work in the open and get caught. We know that they've worked in private and got caught. And the question is, what will happen when that becomes public? So that brings me to Pelosi's presser this morning, where some of this also some things that, that stood out to me. Uh, if we go into the future, did she mean that as Americans or did she mean that as the Democratic Party? Whose future? You see the picture of uh, Soros's kid predicting which flag would fall first? The American, the UN, the German. There was two other flags in there. I don't know who they are. Imagine having so much power and so much capital that you can actually play a real game of capture the flag here on the planet. That you could work to undermine a democracy because you have bet on the UN flag. Or you've bet on the American flag. Wherever you've bet on, know that from as long as people have been doing elections, they have been meddled with. That's it. Internally, externally, it's just how it is. They want an they have an outcome that they need. They're gonna get it. What they're gonna do is they're gonna give you a lot of media that they create that gets you to the point where through the Hegelian dialectic, you actually land on the truth that they need you to land on. What else did she say today? She wants a fair process. Don't we? Don't we all want a fair process? Funny that you're claiming that now. Uh, and then she brought up what happened with uh, Dingle and uh, Trump's comment and come to find out that, uh, that uh, you know, that guy, told, that guy told Trump to take two steps and jump into hell. So Ed, is, that, is that all fair under the rule of law? You're not allowed to say anything about him. You're not allowed to say anything about John McCain. Is that just how it is? If you're a, if you're a dead American, you, you're, nobody can speak ill of you. If you're currently running for office, nobody can investigate you. Is that the is that the America that we're currently living under? And then Pelosi ends up with uh, cruelty isn't wit, and there is nothing that stands out and stinks like spoiled milk than someone who is not funny to tell people who know what's funny. That something isn't funny when the person who said it is knowingly funny. Donald Trump has proven through hours of video that the dude can rip it at a rally. That if he needs a zinger and a one-liner, he's got it. And he doesn't miss and he doesn't fail. He just reacts, makes it happen. He's in the moment. He's got a good sense of humor and he lets it rip. And then guess what? Here's the thing. 
If it's true, it's true in the absurdity. It's also true in the reverse. So if she says cruelty is not wit. Now, if I make a if I make a self-deprecating joke, which makes me laugh, then in turn makes the audience laugh. Who is it to be outside of that experience to label the joke that I found funny about myself as cruel? And this is where we're at right now. They have to have the action happen and then the reaction to it. So if you believe someone's cruel, then they're never making a joke despite everybody laughing because everything they say is cruel. Do you see how the absurdity of what they're asking you to choose here? That Nancy Pelosi gets to tell Donald Trump what's funny. In what world? I, I, I have some questions for you, Presser. Uh, are you okay? Do you need a dentist? Why hasn't anybody asked that question? Why, why is nobody asking the question of why, why, why do you look like your teeth are flying out of your head? You're a billionaire. It shouldn't be happening. It doesn't make any sense. Now, all right, good. That's a frickin', these freaking robocalls. Get that robocaller up if you can get it. Um, I was looking at, I was looking at uh, Pelosi's track record here, um, how she got to be speaker, because the last thing she said that really, really stood out in her presser is we have a president who's gone rogue with a speaker who's gone rogue. She's referring to Donald Trump. She's referring to McConnell. She's referring to the leadership of the Republicans. So if you look at her, you know, she came in under Bush. Well, she was a politician, a California politician long before that. But she is the Democratic whip uh, from 01 to what, 03, 04? Then she becomes the leader, 04 to 07. She's speaker from 07 to 11. She goes back to leader from 11 to 17 or 18, whatever she became the, the speaker now. So when she says this is the first time we've had a president who went rogue with a speaker who went rogue, is she not talking about herself is that is why she's concerned about the what is the arena that this is going to be done in? Because if there were times when a president went rogue, and here's the thing. Do you think this is the first time? Do you think this is the first time that a president and a speaker acted in together? And if they went rogue, because I can tell you who the presidents were when she was a leader. She got the back end of the Bush presidency. And she got the, uh, and she got, uh, let's see. Yep. And then she got Obama. No, who got Obama? Paul Ryan got Obama. John Boehner got Obama. Remember that guy? They called him orange and they made fun of his tan to get you ready for the next guy that was orange. And you were going to make fun of his tan because they realized that orange, when it cannot be rhymed, it cannot be made funny either. And that's why there has been millions of Hollywood dollars spent on trying to make something funny on the takedown of this guy that does not exist. It has yet to exist. Whereas the other side can just memetically show you through meme wars with one simple image, the absurdity of the truth that the left is trying to get us to agree to. Just like they want us to agree that this impeachment is real when we know for a fact that it's not. So if you know that, I don't know, did Obama go rogue? And who were the speakers under that? 
I know she was Obama's speaker towards the end. Was Paul Ryan also rogue? Is that why he had to retire? Was John Boehner also rogue? Is that why he had to retire? How come? How come there are people who are in? Uh, they're in. Uh, I don't. Know, they're in. They're in the Senate and the House until they need diapers. But you're in the peak of your career, and then you just bounce out. So the question is, and maybe the arena she wants to go to is, what are they looking at? in the past actions of the Democrats and what they've done to work with these outside forces. And so now you're going to see there needs to, as the, as the, as this, um, as the storyline, as this court case coalesces, you're going to start to see the vilification of the enemies that you're going to find out are all working together. All right, you're going to have the Chinese who are doing human trafficking, who are uh, illegal drugs, poisoning the food. You have fentanyl being sent in. They are working actively and knowingly to shorten the lifespans of Americans. They're, they're, they're using concentration camps to have body farming because they're reselling those organs on the black market. They're, they're getting gold-plated babies and fetuses for some kind of black magic ritual, according to some crazy story I saw. And how much of that money that is filtered through the Chinese Communist Party has come through our very systems, backdoor deals, money laundering that went into the media, went into politics, the military, economics, and went into the university system, every level of our society in order to subvert our freedom, to keep a public fearful so that you lead with fear instead of leading with love. That's the simple thing it comes down to. Well, I was listening to Father Al today and he was breaking down Zachariah. You ever heard of that dude? Zachariah is a priest. He's killing it. He's got a good marriage. He's dotting the I's. He's crossing the T's. All of a sudden, in the same way that uh, uh, the angel Gabriel visits Mary, gives her the idea of the entirety of Christ's life, through that very saying, yes, through his crucifixion, she gets all of the story in an instant and without fear says yes. Now that has some tumult that happens in society because what do you mean the person that you're not banging is all of a sudden pregnant and who is there lying in humility? Her husband, Joseph, who says, yep, that's what's happening. Full acceptance. And at the same time, Zachariah has a wife who's barren, can't have kids, and he's living this perfect life. And the angel Gabriel shows down, and the first thing Gabriel says to Zechariah is, be not afraid. And Zechariah says, no, I'm going to be afraid. And you know he does this because Zechariah is told by Gabriel that this son that, uh, he, that his wife is going to birth is going to bring forth the word that is going to be the one that announces the Christ, that announced the coming of the Lord, and you will name him John. And Zechariah, instead of going, the oh, fuck yeah, that's what's happening, says, no, I have not heard enough to believe. He's living in the disordered reality of leading with rejection instead of acceptance, leading with no instead of yes, leading with guilt instead of in innocence. When you live in a disorder, folks, your life can only be stemming from that very disorder. 
And so here is Zechariah, who gets the whole story from Gabriel. And according to Father Al today on Presentation Ministries, he's like, uh, you don't talk to an angel that way, you nerd. He didn't, he didn't add that. I added that. And so instead of saying, yeah, he goes, no, I need more information. And Gabriel goes, maybe you need to shut up. And for the next nine months, he doesn't see. Father Al alludes to maybe he's not even able to hear. But on that ninth month, here is the birth of John. And then all of a sudden, he understands. He is now standing under the truth of the experience that he could have just said nothing and just let the situation unfold. And it would have been the same result that he got despite the fact that he resisted it in the beginning, had to go through this nine-month period of not being able to speak and maybe not being able to hear, and in the end, got the answer that he was told anyways, but put himself through this crisis when he really didn't have to. And so he was the rebellion of rebellion. And ultimately, people who rebel against God will find out that in the end, there is only the Lord. And your rebelling will stop. Okay, does that does that make sense? What we're going to find out is that the end game, if the end game based on the lawfare was to create the idea or the quote unquote fact of an article of impeachment in order to use it to inject it into another case in order to get grand jury evidence or evidence, uh, evidence that is not yet publicly available because they need to know where the arena is. They need to know what the crimes are. They need to know what the years are that are being looked at when a rogue president was working with a rogue speaker on behalf of jihadis, on behalf of communists, on behalf of people looking to take down the church, to take down the rule of law and our very institutions. And the question is, did our system just break because systems naturally break? Did it unnecessarily break because they overloaded it with crap and bullshit and fear? Or did they knowingly break the system because they already had the patch in mind and the patch in mind is what they needed us to accept? And how many times has that happened in our past? And right now where we are in this impeachment is it's not an impeachment. And it will be when it completes its process. And if it does complete its process, then the Senate will complete their process. But usually in these cases, just like we've done in the past, if you've had an issue with somebody not complying with a subpoena, first of all, send an actual subpoena. Don't just have a request for documents and call it a subpoena. If you want something to be enforced, go to the court and make them enforce it. They did it to the previous administration. It took them seven months after it went through the court process in order to furnish the very first document. And so instead of going through this very known process, the Democrats have lodged you're guilty and it doesn't matter. Prove your innocence. Break the rule of law. They don't care. They just need power and they need it by any means necessary, whether they rig the vote, whether they call everybody racist, whether they say they're going to hang Donald Trump. They're calling every Trump supporter a traitor and a treasonous or they're committing treason. When in reality, who are the people that are doing these things and they are knowingly done these things and they're knowingly working? Again, folks, when these sins that were done in secret are going to be made known, 
when you know who the whistleblower is and who they talk to and what the emails and texts look like where they went through their meeting with shift staff and they came up with this very idea and then the second whistleblower and then somehow it gets to Vinman and then somehow they all use the word demand when that word doesn't exist anywhere in this transcript. They may have been caught in a sting. The question is, in this, in this rule of the scapegoat, if you've turned these partisan Democrats into the scapegoat, then Donald Trump, as the king who survived political and cultural assassination, has two choices. He gets to act with mercy in mind, or he gets to let justice be justice in itself, or he, if he wants to choose and be vengeful, he's within his right. He's going to get the law. He's going to get the life of somebody who lives a life of vengeance, though. And so the question is, do you have this cabal that has worked to overthrow that has created their religion that doesn't believe in forgiveness that got caught in the middle of a coup now is demanding a fair process? Now is it demanding the arena? They've called you guilty the whole time to cover over the fact that at one time or another or many times there's been a rogue president with a rogue speaker, and they've done things knowingly against the United States of America. I think that these, uh, I think that this ability to give people licenses now who are not citizens of the country is, are they, can it be used for illegal voting measures? You know, we, we know that when they did this in, in uh, 40, 45% of people who got driver's licenses in California also because they didn't know registered to vote. 45% of those people who got licensed registered to vote. And then some of them voted. Operations Janus, Operation First Look says that if you knowingly use an ID or misuse a form or misuse a benefit as a non-citizen of this country, you can be deported. So if they know how, well, if they know how voter fraud works, and they know that the voter fraud works the best because they're using the best sources and the best methods to get the best fraud available, more than likely this is a very shiny lure to see what is used and how these licenses are used to try to affect the voter outcome of the next election. They're going to call you racist for pointing out that people were standing around the building. You know, I was looking up, uh, they have to furnish a... um, they have to have a social security number. They have to have an expanded form of a photo ID. Back the previous administration said that uh, you had to have a social security number. And now they're saying that you don't have to have a social security number. You have to have an expanded form of ID. And then once they take that information and issue a license, that licensing authority cannot share that information with other government agencies, especially the ones that have to do with our nation's security. And if you question that, they call you a racist. So then I decided to look at what it looks like if you wanted to get a driver's license in Mexico. Let's say I move down to Mexico. What do I got to do? First of all, I have to get an immigration card, the plastic one, apparently. All right. Then I have to have a passport. Then I have to have a proof of address. Then I have to test my eyes, prove my age, and get my blood type. If I don't know my blood type, they send me to the hospital where I have now a finger prick, and they tell me my blood type, and now they have my DNA. 
So now, when they have my DNA, I have my plastic card, I now have my paper ID, and I have my passport, I now go get a photo taken, and then from there have to pass a series of tests, and then I'm given a license. And they could probably tell everybody. And if I'm just trying to get a license because I've gone through all of these steps, then what's the, process, what's the problem in it? And then you look at how you get a license in China. If I went to China and got one, first of all, valid residential permit. You know how racist that is for the Chinese to demand that non-Chinese prove their citizenship in order to get a driver's... You have to fill out an application. You have to have an ID and a, an ID certificate. You have to have a work permit. You have to have a passport. You have to have a medical report. You have to have a foreign driver's license. And if you have a foreign driver's license, it has to be translated into Chinese. Once that happens, you're given a 100 question test out of a bank of 900 questions in which you have, you can only miss 10. You got to get an A, 90% out of 100 questions out of a possible 900 questions. If you do that as a person with a foreign driver's license, guess what? You get a driver's license within five days. If you do not have a current foreign driver's license, then you go through all of those processes previously described, but then you have to take an actual test and practice tests and an actual driving test. And when you pass all of that, you get your license within three months to a year. Again, the, the issue here that people are just using this first actor mind, whether if it's, um, again, it's just the, it's the accusation. It's leading with guilt instead of leading with a person's innocence. Again, give, get, forgive, be forgiven. Ask, answer, listen, speak. All of this has an order, folks. All of it has an order. And if you try to twist the order of that and call that a reality, that's your choice for your subjective reality. That's not objective reality. And for you to demand that someone accept your subjective reality, like J.K. Rowling refused to do, and is now canceled by the snake, which is eating its own tail, I think we're, uh, it'll be interesting to see what happens through this process if the impeachment actually does reach the level of becoming impeachment or if they just use it as the game that it is. Again, it's seemingly the whole thing was just to create this as a fact to use against other cases. They want the process broken so they break process, trying to get the Republicans to break process back And then they can point and say, look, the Republicans broke process. And then you say, well, you guys broke process. And they call you a conspiracy theorist. So back in the day, there was somebody who broke process because the fix they had was something that was paid for and necessary. And more than likely going to find out who that was, what they're involved with, who they're connected to, and what is coming to be the trial of the century where we learn about why the United States has continued to be an endless war after endless war, why uh, we are using tax dollars to go through NGOs to fatten the pockets of the people who vote for these very bills. So it's a, no surprise that today's omnibus bill that is currently not being discussed 
should be being discussed because that is our money, that is our budget, that is our children's future, that is our country's future, that is our freedom's future, that we are not overladen with debt and spending. Waste not, want not, and they waste and so they want. And that's it. Folks, enjoy your life. God bless America. Weaponsgradefaith.com is where you're going to find... Uh, I don't know. You're going to find all the information about PC Death Squad, Pit Boss 2000. We're going to bring back the absurdity of the 90s where, where you could make a joke and it either worked or it didn't. And now you have these scolds who think they know comedy and will tell you whether you're joking or not, regardless if you're joking or not. Remember when Trump uses as a punchline, hey, Russia, hey, China, can you find Hillary's emails? He already knows they have 650,000 of them via Huma Aberdeen inside of Anthony Weiner's laptop. He already knows the fact that the, the uh, Podesta emails that were leaked were not done by Russian hackers. They already know that it was not a hack. It was a leak based on the data. They made it look like it, but they couldn't because they weren't good enough in their use of coding. And so the people who know that nerd shit know what they try to get away with. So somebody pulled the thumb drive out and that's how that information got leaked. We're going to find that out as well, folks. Again, we're learning about the FISA process. We're learning about real bias. We're going to learn about uh, what Durham has found. We're going to learn about this foreign money from the East and the West provocateurs and agents, foreign and domestic, working in a game of capture the flag here to take away this country, the rule of law, our very liberty, and our choice to defend ourselves when accused of something that didn't happen, but that they want you to believe that it happened because they look at everything through the lens of guilt first, because in order for communism to take root here, the state has to always win. And the state can always win if it can also accuse and also create evidence and also adjudicate. You may get a near 100% track record. But even with all of those gimmicks, China doesn't have a 100% track record. They have a 98.37% track record, which does have a 100% record. Were the mistakes made by the FBI according to the FISA process and the mistakes made in the media and the mistakes made of everybody who has had something negative to say about this country, somebody's accent because they're from the South, you, you think they're dumb because here you are in this state of judgment, folks, and as you judge, you will be judged. So that if you know the very, very order of operations, then we should give mercy to then be given mercy. That is that order. So if we get to the point where Donald Trump is in a position of being the merciful, benevolent king that survived assassination as people of faith, we should be rooting on the fact that real justice should happen to the people who actually knowingly committed the crime and not just a blanket. Because, look, people are going to be out for blood. 600 plus Trump supporters were physically they were they were they were violently attacked 600 plus of them because the mainstream media called you a nazi called you a white nationalist 25th amendment stormy daniels accusation headline 
They don't prove it. Here it is again on repeat. It's an impeachment, except it isn't. Here's another one, except it isn't. And they're going to keep going until you find out who the rogue president was, the rogue speaker was, the arena that they're going to find themselves in, and who the managers and lawyers are going to be that show us who was working here to take our tax money to keep the United States of America debt-ridden, debt-laden with a dumbed-down populace using Common Core with poisoned food, poisoned data to poison the well so we would look at our neighbor as an enemy and not as a neighbor in the ecosystem in the ecosystem of our freedom and in our liberty. JohnToll.net, everybody. God bless America. Take care of each other. Remember, if you're made-up religion doesn't have any forgiveness in it, then it does not have long to be. So there you go, folks. Uh, I put a blog up on rockfin.com slash JT. Go over there and endorse, and uh, you'll be able to enjoy that. So how about that? God bless America, everybody.